Welcome to Elevation Nation with your hosts, Sam Panich and Parker Yablon. Elevation Nation is a community focused on bringing together young adults who are elevating themselves and others every day. Each Thursday, we take 15 minutes to talk about what's going on in the real world and touch on all the great things that Elevation Nation is up to. Beep, bop, boop, beep. You know what that terrible is, Terrible way to start a podcast. People are like, what? You missed my hook, dude. Made? You always love ready? a little hook. Corny of hook. course. You gotta You're have an attention getter. All right, ready? Beep, bop, boop, beep. What's that sound, Parker? <laughs> Sounds like a robot. It is a robot because today, at Fortitude and 15, we're talking about something that is kind of crazy. We're going to talk a little bit about AI and how we've used that in our lives and in hopefully in Elevation Nation moving forward because it's freaking me out a little bit. I don't know about you. Beep, pop, boop, boop. Dude, you know it's not like an actual robot. Like what you Are you think. sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure AI doesn't like make a noise like <laughs> that like, like you're talking about. Yeah, but it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's wild. It's crazy because like it just so happened like the last few months that AI became like more in the mainstream, but like AI's been in our lives for quite some time now. I think probably with the Chat GBT getting released, it kind of accelerated like the wow, like this is kind of crazy type of thing. But we've been using AI for for a long time, like Google. Instagram, yep. like everything we use is uses some form of coding and uh, predictive analytics and, you know, all that artificial intelligence stuff. It's just now I think people are starting to like realize like, okay, this technology is getting rolled out and it's a little bit kind of crazy for what we, we think like the world can like, it's, it's nuts, dude. That's where I'm at. Yeah, it's. I saw a video the other day of a robot that was trained to do like minimum wage manual labor, and it ended up just like collapsing because it was so bored. And I was like, "How does it even know what bored is? Why does it? Why, why does it know that? That's not good." You kind actually of freaky. think that thing had feeling, or it just broke? I don't know. <laughs> But I wouldn't be like, I don't know, man. It freaks me out. I wouldn't be shocked if they start, I don't know. I like Black Mirror. There are a couple of Black Mirror episodes on this where like robots become sentient and you can't tell the difference. I mean, I feel like all sci-fi is based off of this, but now it's becoming a reality like Westworld also based off of this concept. Yeah, I think it's like taking away the idea of like the actual robot. When you think of a robot, it's like a physical being that lives in your house and does things for you and can live on its own. I think what's happening right now is the AI that I'm thinking is going to be continue to like change the way everything happens is not like an actual physical robot in your house. It's a physical robot in the technology that you use. So in that case, it's just a software and just a bunch of code. And that code just takes a shit ton of information and uses that information that it has at its disposal and is so fast, is able to to read through and scrub that information so fast that it's able to then 
spit out certain things, whether it's an answer to a question, whether it's a um, a task that you have it do, but it's all based on information at the end of the day. And there's more information on the internet than there ever has been before because the world is so much more connected. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And the people who learn how to use it to their advantage early on, I think are going to have first mover advantage and being more efficient. And so in talking with one of our friends, uh, Danny Graziosi is an AI expert. He reads up on a ton of AI and uses it a lot in his life. He showed me one Parker that was really interesting. You link your podcast to it and you, it builds you a website and a search box that provides natural language you can ask any question and it will scan through all of your podcast episodes to hear if you talked about that and come up with a natural language response. So for example, like Joe Rogan podcast is on there. You can type in like, what does Joe think about sleep? And it will scour through the thousands of episodes, pull out the five episodes that talk about sleep, consolidate the themes of them and put it into a two sentence summary for you. So why aren't we doing that? Uh, it's still in beta. But I'll send you the link. We should definitely try that. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and sweet. you're you're using another one that we're just rolling out. I've yesterday. used a few. I mean, I I've used a few honestly, like through our podcasting software. I use AI to edit our our podcast. Um, some mm. that it does it just automatically. The editing piece, the sound quality piece, is all AI that we use. Um. Now I'm starting to use the uh, audio to text feature so it'll understand and create yeah. actual text based upon the conversation that we have. And then I'm able to search that text and scrub through different parts of our conversation, which can allow me to like create certain videos and it just makes things faster. And then there's this new technology where it's just creating 10 of its favorite, 10 of the most relevant reels from our conversation which is quite fun and interesting to see uh and definitely makes things faster but beyond that dude like this is this doesn't just go beyond like this goes way beyond podcasting it goes beyond i mean this is going to be something that's going to be embedded in all of our lives very very soon whether it's how you order food at a restaurant to creating an email or taking meeting notes to you know scheduling your airfare for a, yeah. a trip you have like i feel like we're getting to a point where there's so much work that is done by people that these things are going to be able to do and that leaves us at the scary point is like if people if robots are able to do it faster and they're able to do it more accurately, like a lot more accurately and a lot more faster. Like why should we rely on humans for certain type of tasks? And that's the scary thing too. It's like people will lose their jobs essentially because companies in a capitalistic society will focus on being more effective and more efficient. And if it's cheaper and more efficient and more effective, why wouldn't they go that route? Yeah, it is really scary. I actually read a book, an Andrew Yang book that was given to me for my birthday from Benny and, and Adam Shimrat, all about automation. And one of the things is that we're going to lose 
like hundreds of thousands of trucking jobs in the next few years as like autonomous vehicles become more prevalent, especially for long distance trucking and freight. And so, but a is lot that a of like, bad thing? It is if you're a trucker. It is if you're a trucker, but the idea okay. of move of trucking, right? The idea of trucking mm-hmm. is moving one thing from another, from one place to another. Yeah. And if at the end of the day, that's the problem that trucking is solving, which it is, and you can do it in a more safer, more efficient way, then that's, I think, a really good solution. Granted, with that, there's the other side. What do you do with those people who now are going to lose their jobs or as truckers? Yeah, and that's why I don't think your question of is that a good or a bad thing, I don't I don't know if you can just answer it like that, that's right? That's true. That's true. Like, there's a trade-off to everything. There's going to be a lot of lower middle America now that doesn't have employment. And so what do you do with them? And so, you know, one of the proposed solutions was like, we'll teach them how to code or whatever. I don't know how feasible some of those solutions are. And, you know, we make it seem like it's just for jobs that are maybe like more monotonous. I've seen things that do design, website design, graphic design, people services, HR. Like, we might think our jobs are safe, but are they really? So therefore, how are you going to make money in 30 years when many of the things that we do now are automated? I don't know. Have you ever seen Severance? No. Okay, so the premise of the show in Severance is that there's this drug or this thing, this procedure that you can do to sever, basically, you go to work and you're in work for your eight hours a day and your work life is completely different from your like personal life. So you can't remember what, like when you're in work, you can't remember what life is like outside of work. And when you leave work, you don't know, like you don't remember anything that you're like in, it's almost two lives it essentially. And there's this thing, it's whatever, but their job in the work world that they live in is they're just like, coders like they fix puzzles and like that's their thing that's all they do and this company is building that out and it like makes me think like if you get rid of the jobs that take over from ai you're gonna need more people to i guess engineer the coding and solve those coding issues it's kind of crazy it's apocalyptic in a sense freaks me out (laughs) that's for sure it's it's, there's a Black Mirror episode on it too. The one yeah, where the one really million dollar merits or whatever when they're riding the bikes bicycles mm-hmm. to power society. That's what I feel like this is. It's like how much output these people actually give into the world because everything else is just run by. Scary stuff. On a more optimistic note, maybe it will free up everyone's time. We won't need, there won't be as much poverty We'll be able to make food more efficiently and you won't need to make as much money to live a satisfied life and people can just spend it fulfilling their passions. I don't know. Damn, it's crazy. It's it's kind of wild. It's nuts. It's really it's, nuts. It's, it's crazy. Like there's so much more to talk about and I know this is not going to be the last time we're going to talk about it, but I do want to say that it's coming 
like it already has been coming and it's going to come very soon like and it's just going to get more integrated in our lives and more powerful and um i think there's positives and negatives to it just as if there is to pretty much everything that you do there's always a trade-off to anything so we'll see we'll keep uh talking through it obviously you know sam and i are not experts around this field but we certainly are interested in it and um we encourage you to do some research some listening i know there was just a 60 minutes about it about chat gbt and how it's integrating into certain things and google and microsoft and what they're doing and it's wild it's apocalyptic but the remedy to that sam you know what i'm gonna say I do know what you're going to say. I don't know if it's a remedy, but go ahead. Just go to the park. Life is, that is good not in what the I park. thought you were going to say. Everything's good in the <laughs> park. There ain't no robots in the park. Life is just hanging in the park. That's all I got to say. Parker's on a park kick. We'll talk about that next episode. Park kick, baby. That's my name. Hey, God help us. All right. <laughs> Elevator shout outs. This did not occur in a park, but it happened in a beautiful, maybe it wasn't a park actually, near some beautiful flowers. Elevator number 29, Sophie Barron. She's got engaged this past week. We don't just celebrate career accomplishments. We celebrate life. When you're an elevator, your life is holistic with us. And we are so excited for Sophie and her fiance and wishing them a huge mazel tov and congratulations on their engagement. Sophie, we love you. Big, big congratulations. And it was amazing seeing Sophie uh, last week. And she was like, I think I know. I think I know it's coming. It's coming soon. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> she was <laughs> so excited. She was she was just amazing. Um, let's see. There's a few people we could shout out. Maybe I could save one for next week. But hmm, our guy, Matt Choi, we had him on last week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Just ran the Boston Marathon. And I feel like, you know, whether you're a marathoner or not, your first marathon or your hundredth, there's something special about the Boston Marathon. Um, it's the probably the hardest race. It's probably the most competitive race. So shout out to Matt for finishing. I think his time was like three hours and like 26 minutes, which is incredible. Um, and he's just elevating and elevating and elevating maybe too fast for for us sam like he's just literally elevating like he may run to the moon like actually float he literally might to the moon because he's elevating so much so shout out matt um love what you're doing keep it up bro and um elevation nation we're leaving on this while this episode was kind of apocalyptic in a sense a little scary little dystopian thoughts went between Sam and myself. Just remember that taking life day by day is what it's all about. Um, go outside, smile, laugh, cry. Um, Cause you never know what's happening tomorrow or even next in the next few minutes. So love you elevation Asian until next week. Until next week. Peace. 
thanks for tuning in to Elevation Nation. If you enjoyed our conversation, hit that subscribe button to get notified when we release a new episode. If you would like to join Elevation Nation or get more information about the nation, please visit our website at www.elevationnation.io. Until next week, Elevation Nation, peace. Peace.